Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Amobio Kugo. I'm here with another episode of a Frugal Athlete Podcast, episode 11. We're here to talk sports business, what it means to be a frugal athlete, and personal finance and frugal practices from a professional athlete, student athlete uh, point of view. Uh, got, to lo- got a lot to unpack today. We're going to keep it short and sweet, and stay tuned. Quick, uh, quick shout out to everyone that subscribed and left a review. Um, please leave reviews. Please subscribe. Please share. Trying to grow the brand. Try to grow the podcast and continue to provide the content. With that being said, let's get started. So I wanted to start with this because it kind of ties into um, our May book of the month. Um, if you've been active with the podcast and the website, uh, we recently started a book of the month where we're going to highlight a book at the beginning of each month that will help you as an athlete, student athlete or individual just in your own space um, that can help you, um, you know, grow and um, build that financial stability, build that personal brand. Um, build other avenues for yourself in whatever endeavors you want. So for this um, this inaugural month, the month of May, uh, we highlighted um, the book Athletes Are Brands Too by Jeremy Darlow. Um, so make sure you get a copy. If you can go on the website, um, you'll see a, a, you'll see a link to the book. But basically, I don't want to give too much of the book away because we also, you know, throughout the month will continue to bring home points from the book. But the book is basically about how athletes are brands and businesses within themselves. So they have to treat themselves like it. And I was I thought it was really interesting because uh, recent uh, recent news came out that Ohio State's creative department is working with their football team to help um, help the student football athletes work on their personal brand. And that's really important because Ohio State is a well-known football program, also a well-known school, but their pro- their football program, the Ohio State University, the Buckeyes, uh, they do a great job. They're a powerhouse, and a lot of their players go on go on, go to the NFL. So I thought it was really cool that they were able to team up with one of the departments, the creative department, to you know help expand their personal brand. As you know, as an athlete, as a student athlete, it's never too early. It's never too late to start on your personal brand. You know, for the athletes that will make it to the NFL, you're giving yourself a head start to create exposure to different brands, different entities, um, different fans um, that will help you in the long run in terms of creating different opportunities for yourself. Um, if 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 the NFL doesn't work out. And you um, and you're working on your brand as a student athlete. Now you have opportunities to connect with different peoples for, you know, internship or job or relationships down the road that may not have happened had you not started your brand, had you not taken the necessary steps to get out there and make um, make an effort to network and, and showcase yourself. So it was really cool to see um, Ohio State, especially such a prestigious school in terms of football, in terms of 
school in general to take that initiative for their football student athletes um, because that stuff goes a long way you may not you may not think about it in that sense but in this day and age with social media perception is rela- reality um, when someone can easily go on your social media your twitter your facebook your your linkedin um, your snapchat how you present yourself socially it will go a long way if you if you rub people the wrong way if you're tweeting a certain way if you're um giving off a certain mantra um it can really affect how people engage with you how people interact with you and how people see you so in terms of developing uh, a brand a story kind of a a persona about yourself and how you want to present yourself is very important especially for student athletes that are looking to make the next step or the next the next leap whether it be professional opportunity or you know non-professional opportunities so it was really cool to see um, Ohio State take the initiative and hopefully uh, more schools follow suit um, yeah so that's all I had to say um, Jeremy Darlow um, does a great job of talking about this stuff in his book athletes are brands too He also wrote another book, Brands Win Championships, and that's more of a call to action for the colleges to help um, to help with their brand. And it's cool to see Ohio State take that initiative. Um, In other news, uh, I, I, I really get I really get mad every time I see or I read about a different athlete, you know, losing money or suing suing a financial advisor or something like that um, because I feel like it happens so often. And even though there's been many cases of people making strides to better themselves, you know, um, learn more financial literacy and stuff like that, there's still more more athletes than I'd like to that I'd like to read about losing their money because of these certain situations. Uh, Most recently, Kwame Brown is suing his financial advisors for the sum of $17.5 million. Um, um, He's suing them for um, mishandling his money and making investments um, without his consent, which is is really, really, it's really unfortunate to hear. It kind of, you can tell like, when I start talking about this, I, I, I get like frustrated and mad because I just can't hold in my anger um, because quick backstory, Kwame Brown, former first round, actually first pick uh, way back when, uh, when Michael Jordan was still making horrible general manager pres- um, picks, uh, Kwame Brown was the first NBA draft pick. Uh, ended up playing for Washington Wizards, uh, L.A. Lakers, along with another a number of teams. Um, had over a 10-year career in the NBA. Um, so, you know, he's made quite a bit of money. But even he was susceptible to um, losing out due to shady investments and, you know, corrupt financial advisors. Now, the thing about it is that how do you lose 17 Point four million dollars from your financial advisors and just now finding out about it um obviously we don't know all the details um but we do know that he's suing his former financial advisor and uh merrill lynch and bank of america who are 
also involved in this um, this case. And uh, I don't want to get too much into the details because we don't know enough information. So uh, right now it's all speculation. But what I will um, kind of divulge in is um, just some quick ways to make sure that um, as an individual, you're not getting bamboozled by your financial advisor. And I know it's hard as an athlete, you know, when you're making millions of dollars or you're making money from multiple sources of income, whether it's, you know, endorsements, your game checks, your incentives, your parents' fees, you, you know, it's hard to keep track. And, you know, you're, you're supposed to trust your, you're supposed to trust the people you have in place with, uh, with handling that. But at the end of the day, it's your job because you're the one getting paid and it's your money. So just take that initiative to make sure that you're not ever putting yourself in a situation where you can get bamboozled because these people will do it. They, you know, things change when money's, when money's, when money's flowing. So just make sure that, um, without going on a tangent, let me get back to my point about how, um, as an athlete, individual, anyone for that matter can make it easier for, for, for you, for you to protect yourself. Um, so with that being said, first and foremost, you have to audit your team just like every year, you know, as a, as a, as an athlete, if you're not performing, you know, cuts, cuts, cuts are made. So every year, whether it's, you know, um, biannually or quarterly or once at the end of the year, you go over the plan that you had in place with your financial team. If it's not up to par or if you see suspect anything shady, then you have to audit your team. Matter of fact, most um, most like the elite or I shouldn't say the elite, maybe the more experienced professional athletes that I've talked to or I've I've come across or I've read about, they in fact have two separate financial teams or they have like a confidant that checks up on the financial team that they've hired just to make sure that you know nothing shady's going on to keep everybody on their toes because at the end of the day, like I said, it's your money. So you're investing in yourself to make sure that you know nothing's going on. You don't want to have to go back 10 years from now and have to, you know, collect money from um, some corrupt financial advisors or some shady business deals that didn't go as planned. So you have to audit your team. If if they're not performing to your liking, if they're not explaining, you know, financial terms the way that you want them to be explained, if they're not on the same page as you, if they keep, you know, trying to force certain things that you're not comfortable with. Audit your team. Don't be afraid to make cuts. Um, so that's one. Um, that's a big. Uh, that's a big. Audit your team. That's from a Donald Foyle. So, check out his books. Check out his profile. He's he's a big advocate of auditing your team, making sure you have different teams um, checking and balancing each other out, cross checking each other, just to keep everybody on their toes. When you know someone's watching you, um, it's 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 much harder to cheat. It's much harder to cheat somebody. So, like I said, audit your team. Um, secondly, um, and I'll definitely have this in um, a more detailed post on the website, um, a limited power of attorney, 
versus a full power of attorney. Um, the difference is that you're allowing somebody to have full disclosure in making decisions on your behalf. If you have a limited power of attorney, they have to get your consent. So in Kwame Brown's uh, Kwame Brown's situation, when he said or when he sued, when he's actually in the process of suing, when he's suing um, his financial advisors along with Merrill Lynch and Bank of America, he he disclosed that they made investments and trades without his consent. So that would assume that he gave them limited power of attorney rather than full power of attorney. Because if you have full power of attorney, which I recommend athletes not doing because they don't have to, they're acting on your behalf without your consent, um, then he will probably lose the case or not get the full amount back. If you have a limited power of attorney, you have to get final consent. The every you're 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 more involved in what's going on, whereas full power of attorney, literally your 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 attorney or your business manager, whoever can literally sign checks on your behalf. And um, I'm definitely going to come out with the more detailed post on the on the website. But that's just a quick rundown of the difference between a limited power of attorney and full power of attorney. And also, I'd like to um, make a quick disclaimer that. With the frugal athlete, we consistently give, you know, financial nuggets, financial pieces of advice, um, different different resources, different content. Uh, and this is all for you guys to take back with your own financial playbook. We're not telling you what to do, what stocks to trade in. This is what you have to do. This is what you need to do. We're giving you basically a scouting report or playbook to take in, to take and ho- hopefully make your own personal financial playbook better where you can, you know, ask your financial advisor questions. You can do more research on your own. Do that. We're not offering or soliciting any trades or anything like that. So I just want to protect myself and also protect you guys as well. Um, So shout out to Quincy America, who told me that I should always talk about disclaimers when I'm giving uh, financial advice or financial uh, content. So, sorry, I always go on these little tangents, but um, we touched on auditing your team, limiting, limit, limited power of attorney, full power of attorney. And um, lastly, what else do I have? Um, what else do I have? Uh, I'd probably recommend getting one of those budget apps or those financial apps like um, a Mint or... Um, you know, you need a budget or smart tool. There's th- thousands of a- uh, those budget apps that you can use. Well, I personally use Mint, and this is I'm actually giving them free promo right now. Should probably get that situated. Sorry, another tangent, but um, it it helps you keep track of all your finances. It gives you notifications if you're spending money you could set up different plans different goals so um if save kwame brown for example had um the mint app or another app of that sort he could have been seeing um different financial reports within his app and uh he could have suspected something fishy was going on throughout this time because I mean, I'm sorry, no one loses $17.4 million in 
doesn't notice. So um, just having just having a, an app or a service that helps you personally stay on top of your finances as well and not just relying on your financial team to give you monthly reports or weekly reports. You can consistently see with your phone. I mean, everyone has a smartphone at this day and age. You can consistently get on the internet, get on your accounts and see that. So um, just a little quick uh, uh, rundown. Audit your team. Understand the difference between limited power of attorney and full power of attorney and track your track your finances personally via an app or a budget app. Whatever one works for you. I'm not suggesting you get one over the other. Whatever one works for you and your preference and your investment strategy will, will do just fine. Um, so that's basically it. And also, you know, everyone got to consistently, um, consistently do research, you know, whether it's reading books or, you know, going on the Internet, on Bloomberg, on Business Insider, whatever resources you have to help you increase your financial literacy, to help you um, be more comfortable when you're talking with these advisors and um, business managers and stuff like that to ask the right questions. So that's basically it. Um, we're going to take a little break and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back in, in a little bit. So we're back and um I came across this really cool article about this um student athlete at Clemson, this football student athlete, national champion, Christian Wilkins. And it was highlighting how he's a substitute teacher and um I mean, being a substitute teacher, that's cool, that's good, but it was the fact that he could have went to the NFL and instead he decided to stay another year at Clemson and um spend his off time or his off hours being a substitute teacher. And um, you know, substitute teacher, the pay is not nothing great, especially compared to what he could make as an NFL player. But I thought it was really interesting to hear his story and uh, his reasoning behind why he decided to stay another year and um it was it was really cool. So Christian Wilkins, um top player or one of the top prospects at Clemson um he would have been a he would have been a junior so he would have been he would have left early and luckily you know when you're a top pick or a top prospect you're able to kind of get like a a um a projection of where you're going to go in the NFL draft so according to Wilkins um he didn't like where he was going to go it was probably going to be late second round um third round and um, although that's not bad, you know, signing bonuses and for a second round pick um, are nothing to balk at. But in his eyes, he felt that another year of work at Clemson would do him well and hopefully, you know, raise his stock, raise his profile. Um, he already graduated from Clemson. He, in fact, he graduated with a communications major um, in two and a half years. So now that he's staying on uh now now that he's staying at Clemson for a y- another year he's going to pursue his masters 
And obviously, he's already doing the substitute teaching, so uh, which is really cool. Um, so it's really cool to see Christian Wilkins. Um, I think he's the epitome of what a, a frugal athlete means because he's obviously on scholarship. He obviously could have went to the NFL now, but he's taking advantage of his resources, taking advantage of um, his platform, um, using it to better himself in a sense. Um, he knows football is going to be there. It's not It's not running away. Um, he's getting his master's. He's going to boost his stock. He's going to be able to strike while the iron is hot instead of, you know, forcing the issue, um, which is which is going to do him well. And he's he's making a positive impact in his community by being a substitute teacher, especially as an African-American teacher where uh, African-American male teacher where there's not um, a lot as he addresses in the article that will be in the show notes um, later. So I just I just I just thought I should point that out that that was a cool story. Definitely deserve to be um, a team frugal athlete of the week in the near future. And uh, just wanted to point out that um, there's many there's many ways to the top of the mountain. You know, a lot of a lot of athletes, you know, you want to get to the NFL or NBA or MLB as soon as possible. But if you can get your bearing straight, if you feel like you may need another year to develop or another year to, you know, if you want to graduate first or whatever reason, it's important to to not feel the pressure from the outside and go on your own terms. And if that makes sense, which is which is really cool for his sake. And I, I wish him the best, um, although I don't know him personally. Um, and to piggyback off that um, last week, we talked about how how important education is for athletes because as athletes when you grad sorry when you when you when you're done playing you're kind of playing catch up to the rest of the corporate america either because they either have they completed their degrees and they have the work experience or because you don't have your degree and you don't have any work experience besides athletics and although athletic skills and what it takes to be within a team and that discipline, the skills you have can help translate for you to be successful in corporate America. You still don't have the, I can't explain it. You don't have the it factor in terms of, you know, understanding different things um, and how things work within corporate America, you know, in that structure. So, we stressed last week how important it is for athletes to continue their education, whether it's in the off season, whether it's during season, um, whatever. And um, it's crazy. Um, recently, like highlighted it, and then now all the all all types of articles are coming out um, about different athletes that have either completed their degree or pursuing their degree. Uh, for example, George Hill who's on Cleveland Cavaliers playing in the Eastern Conference Finals just just gra- just finished his graduation. He uh he acknowledged how important it was for him to finish and that um to having that sense of completion because um because as an athlete, you know, everyone wants to go pro. When you're younger, everyone wants to go pro. But then, you know, you make your high school team and then you're like, "All right, cool. I want to I want to use it to go to college." And then some guys are like, "Oh, cool." I want to use it to get to the NBA. But for a lot of people, they they don't even get that far. So for George Hill to talk about how 
having that sense of completion, even though he's made it as far as he's made it, it just says a lot. Um, another athlete, Bruce Irvin, football player, uh, most famously for the uh, Seattle Seahawks, he talked about having that, just having that degree to prove his doubters wrong. He didn't want to be identified as more more than a, as just a jock. Um, in fact, he tweeted something about, um, this is for the teacher that said I wouldn't amount to anything, something along those lines. So it was cool to see that, you know, Bruce Irvin, you know, big time player, big time contract, he could make the time to finish his degree. And there's plenty more examples that I'm not uh, I'm not mentioning, but it's just it's just great to see. I don't know if it was because I just recently focused on it or just recently talked about it that it came up. But um, it's really important for athletes to pursue their education um, and continue their education. And it doesn't have to be just for school. It could be different things, whether it's you're, you're passionate about, you know, clothes or design or, you know, you're passionate about video, uh, video editing, digital marketing. Just spend your off time, spend your free time networking, um, learning, increasing your knowledge, increasing your skills um, and go from there. So, like, I'll take my situation uh and uh, use it use it for example like i'm currently still a free agent so i'm spending my free time or my off time studying for my gmat that's a that's going to be a good opportunity for me to go to business school um depending on where i want to go and how i want to approach it and um go from there also i'm into like i'm really into drones now so i've been you know once a week i've been committing to you know learning how to um edit um, learning how to just practicing my craft with the flying, the drones, those things are harder than it looks. So just taking the time, I could take an hour out of the week to work on that. And then over time, you know, Malcolm Galwell, 10,000 hours or just that continued practice, you're going to eventually get better. Um, and say down the road, I'm like really cool at flying drones and stuff and like video editing. That's a, opportunity I can use to, you know, pursue after my career or um, as a side hustle. You can, I know, I know, I have friends that charge hundreds of dollars to do drone videos for weddings or training videos or different things. Like that's just, that's, you're just adding a a repertoire to your skill base. And uh, I think every athlete, every individual should, should have should have something that they want to increase their knowledge in or their skills in. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. I, I try to keep it short and sweet. Uh, every time I say that, I feel like the tangents and the rants um, take it way past um, the scheduled time. But um, that's it for this week. Uh, next week, um, got some more information, got some more content coming. I promise it's going to be a big summer for us. So uh, continue to follow the brand, continue to follow the podcast, continue to tell a friend, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, do what you got to do. I rhymed right there and that was really corny. So I'm going to just leave it here. Catch y'all later. Peace.